welcome to another episode of Officially Underqualified. It's a, it's a very special one this morning. Uh, for a change, we've got uh, Greg with some substance. Oh, wow. Us. Yes. <laughs> That's nice, isn't yeah. it? Uh, and look, you know, but anyway, on that note, how are you, Greg? I'm all right, mate. Yeah. Uh, good Greg's come in pairs. Oh, apparently so. <laughs> apparently. Look, but joining us this morning is uh, look former Australian Test cricketer, avid sports fan, guest speaker, entertainer, all-round Aussie legend, Greg Ritchie. How are you, mate? Matt, I am really well. Good morning to you. Good morning to uh, the other Greg at the table. How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. I normally see uh, Greg most Saturdays on the putting green. Yes. Before we tee off. Not usually having too many putts on there. You're normally doing a lot of jibber-jabbing and not a lot of putting. <laughs> and, then you come, and then you come in and whinge about your three putts. So. <laughs> I don't play as well as he does. He plays off one. I'm yes. off a very average eight these yeah, days. Well, yeah, well, so am I, actually. I'm yeah. off a very average eight. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, so there were some similarities there. <laughs> Matt, some Matt's similar. a former scratch golfer who currently well, plays off eight. Yeah. So. <laughs> Which is why I don't play very much anymore. <laughs> and people actually say, that we get a lot of comments on the podcast where people saying, doesn't sound like Matt likes golf very much. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really want to talk about it, and we've just found out why. Yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We just found out why. Look, um, Greg and I are both lovers of golf, mm-hmm. and we talk about it. A l- well, Greg talks about it a lot on the podcast, <laughs> and I sort of just doze in and out during yeah. it. You know, obviously, we've had a lot of discussions about PJ and Liv and yeah. the way it is. But look, bucket list for me is the Masters. Mm-hmm. I've been given the green light to go for my 50th birthday in a couple of years wow. by my wife, which is incredible. So, are you putting that in the podcast just so we have it on record? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, absolutely. So, Megan, <laughs> so remember, you've, you've given me the green light. But, mate, you went this year. Yeah. Was been, that your first time you've been before? No, you've no, been heaps. I know you have. That was my uh, 13th time. Oh, you went. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will say. I will say. Uh, I'm fortunate because I lived in the states for seven years, so I went six of those seven. Yeah. But um, yeah, oh, yeah, I do. Uh, um, I used to have a, a travel company um, back in the day. Yeah, Gulf of Sports Travel. Yeah, it was, and then it changed into Greg Ritchie Travel. Yeah. So we did a lot of uh, sporting events: uh, cricket World Cups, rugby World Cups, soccer World Cups, um, and the Masters. Um, and you always find a, a group of people uh, in in Australia that will want to go to the Masters. Mm. Um, Teed up tours are the tour. Yeah, I've seen that a lot at they're the moment. A, they're a great company. Yeah. Um, they've had an association at Augusta for um, some twenty-five years, so tickets are never a problem. And that is the hard problem there to get tickets at the right, right, uh, not price, but um, at the right days. Yeah. And to me, Saturday and Sunday are the two days that you want to go. So yeah, yeah I, I went back this year. It was wonderful. Never got hit by the tree that fell over in 17. Oh, was it, wasn't that just incredible? And then they, then they um, chopped two more down. Yeah, yeah. Um, unbelievable. We, we were uh, there on Friday when that happened. Um, and because I had been there a few years, I knew where the storms came from. And that storm was rolling in and, and building up from about 2pm in the afternoon. We were sitting on the left-hand side of 15, so I get a view to the uh, southwest where the, the storm sort of came from. Yeah. Um, and I said to the guys, listen, we're going to get wet shortly. Um, I, I think another hour will do us because this is going to be a biggie. Anyway, it got to 3pm, 3.30, and they said, yeah, it's starting to look really dark. Uh, I said, we should make our way um, back to the house. Yeah. Um, and they said, yeah, fair enough. They'd been there all day. So yeah, yeah. we made our way back. Um, when we heard the big roar, that, and the players had left the golf course yeah. at this stage, and then uh, we heard the big roar, um, and we sort of thought, 
that can't be uh, a hole in one or a bird because they're not playing. They're not pl- oh, the roar of the crowd. Yeah. Right. So uh, there were still people out there. Yeah, we nearly hit someone. Yeah. yeah. Someone was just walking past as it went, dunk. They, it was so lucky because when the first tree fell, it cracked about 30 uh, feet up. And as it fell, uh, and when it cracked, people heard the noise. They were sitting uh. underneath the tree and it got caught in the second tree as it fell, which gave them a five-second, ten-second window window to yeah. run. Yeah. They yeah. ran and no one was injured, thank goodness, because those trees were 100 feet high. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They would have taken out um, – there were people sitting there, chairs, you know, would have got six to ten people. <laughs> but it's a wonderful experience. Um, mm. It is, I think, the best – apart from – I'm going to throw, because it's uh, – Getting close to that time of year, State of Origin in State of Origin at uh, Lang Park, I think, is the best sporting event I've ever been to. Well, I did notice you've worn a lovely coloured jumper today. <laughs> hey, notice the golf course. Was that stream song? <laughs> was that intentional? That colour choice? <laughs> no, everything I have <laughs> is maroon. I was going to say, do you have any clothes that aren't maroon? No, no. <laughs> I was born a Queenslander, bred a Queenslander. Yeah. When I die, I'll die a Queenslander. Beautiful. So, okay, no. well, it's it's two, it's two against one. Too, yeah, so yeah. I'll fight. The, I'll fight. The good fight. Just here. two Maroon Gregs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just two Maroon Gregs, right? Yeah. Look, it's as I said, it, it, it's it's my favourite mm. golf tournament. Mm. Always has been, mm. and and my and probably my first real memory of it growing up was obviously the shark following the shark, yeah, and watching his demise at the Masters. And I, and I still so clearly remember '96. Yeah, oh, and yeah. it was heartbreaking. I was actually working in a golf shop. I was working at Nevada Bob's Golf Shop in Brookvale. Yeah. And we were watching it, and it was like 20 people in the shop. It was like 9, 10, and we were just watching this capitulation, and it was heartbreaking. It yeah. was. But we went from that in 96 to the very next year, like the greatest golfer, in my opinion, ever to live in yes. Tiger Woods and yes. watching what he did. Yes. Mm. And so it made me forget the shark almost <laughs> overnight, and I had a new hero. Yeah. I think what a lot of people forget about, to, like Greg Norman was one of my heroes, um, to, and I was – like all Australians, devastated when that happened. But we never really take note of what a great round Faldo played. Unbelievable. Unbelievable golf. Too. He would have known in the back of his mind that, uh, or watched it, Norman's losing the plot here, but he still had to stay focused. He mm. was a great golfer, Faldo. That's a good point. Yeah. You've got to well. hold it together. Absolutely. When somebody else is falling apart, Yeah, you've got to hold it together. Well, he shot 66. 66, yeah. Yeah, yeah to uh, to beat him. That was uh, that that was amazing. Um I just wanted to say, look, talking about Augusta, mm. one of the great things that has ever happened in my life at a sporting event, I was going there, uh, I think it was 2004, um, and I'm driving to Augusta with my wife uh, in the car. We got a call from Wayne Grady, who's a great mate of mine, was living over there. He said, hey, Cap, where are you? I said, oh, I'm about an hour and a half away. He said, we'll step on it. He said, because in an hour and ten minutes, he said, I'm... Due to hit off in the par three competition, and he said, "Would you like the caddy?" And I said, "Oh mate, I don't think I'm going to make it in an hour." He said, "No, just gas it." So <laughs> <laughs> he sent a bloke down to give us a car park. We got there in about an hour and twenty. I went in, threw the white overalls on, and uh, carried. You caddied it. Caddied uh, oh, for him good. in the par three. Oh, that's good. And we played with uh, Padre Harrington, his brother caddied for him. Yeah. One of the great afternoons I've yeah, ever had yeah, in yeah. had in my life. And on the the, the thing about the par three, the, you get to the ninth hole, isn't it? Nine hole comp, mm. and the caddy gets to gets putt. Yes. 
but they don't tell you. <laughs> um, so Grady's hit it to about two feet. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just to have been oh, talking you, about I'm not the best putter. You'd want a long putt. You would want <laughs> yeah, a two-footer. No. Yeah, give me a 20-footer. <laughs> give me a 20-footer. And it was kind of a side hill one too, so I'm standing up there and he says, you've got to putt this cat. And I said, Grady's don't be stupid. This is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> He said, no, the caddy's putt. And I see every you know, caddy, there was another guy playing with us. <laughs> um, I can't remember his name. But uh, Padraig's brother said, you know, right, you, you, you've got a putt this, Greg. Don't mess it. He's got to turn a little left to right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. And I'm standing over it looking. And the crowd is saying, come on, hurry up, hurry. Anyway, I, I happened to make it. Oh, you made oh, it. Well, so oh, no. It was a, a great event. That, that was never in doubt good. either. No. no. And I kept those wide overalls on. We finished at about four o'clock but you can you didn't have to go and get changed straight away great said you can keep them on all afternoon because whilst you've got them on you're allowed to go, go into where you the, want yeah. yeah and he said and drinks are free for you oh. so <laughs> how, many, about, how many days about, did you wear those overalls for at about 7 30 <laughs> they said oh sir it's time to go you've got to sunday night yeah 7 30 sunday night they're black in the knees oh. it's like it's yeah oh, they're no longer brilliant. white overalls what a place it is brilliant yeah, I, I had a mate, or oh, I have a mate, his name's Jason Day. Not the golfer, yeah. but his name's Jason Day, and right. he's been to the Masters a few times. So he went, and it was one of the years when Jason Day had a good run there for quite a, for four or five years, yeah, where he yeah. was in the mix. Yeah. And it was one of the years, and it was like on our Thursday, uh, it was on the first day he was there, and he was playing in the morning group, and uh, they saw his wife, Jason Day's wife. There weren't many people on the course and where this part, so they saw his wife, and they, and they went up, they introduced themselves, oh, my name's Jason as well, blah, blah, blah. So she called him over. And, like, he came over into the gallery and shook his hand and gave mm. him a ball, this kind of stuff. It was really cool. Got a photo, like, mm. in the middle of round one. Like, yeah. on the side, you know, it was incredible. So, yeah, right. yeah, pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, the countdown's on two years. I'll go to my first. You've probably been, you'll probably be 15 by then. <laughs> but uh, Come but, with me. But, well, I'd, I'd, I'd like to. It's always... Um, so, I'd like to. So tickets are always hard, but are you saying, is that what you said before, if you go with a group that mm. organises your accommodation, your transfers, they also do your tickets too? Correct. Yeah, right. Yep. Our, so that's uh, the way to do it. It is. And we we, um, we have access to a couple of nice uh, houses. I, I generally take a group of between 16 and 20. I reluctantly take 24. Rachel will come with me if I've got 24. Uh, so we can do sort of 12 to 1 basis. Um, but we have a house um, in a little town 25, 30 minutes away called Aiken, um, which is fabulous accommodation. We have transfers every day to Augusta and we have a house that we utilise to hand out the tickets and have drinks and what have you, mm. which is about 500 metres from the from the gate. So, wow. uh, yeah, it's re- love to have you there, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, there we go. It's well, a date. It's been, been organised. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> What's your wife's name? Megan. Megan, good luck. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll look after him. <laughs> there we go. Sorted. Penny, Sorted. If, you're, if you're listening, I won't be close to 50, but I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. I think you might have 24 for that trip. Um, yeah, very right? good. I'll look after you, General. Yeah. Very good. Okay, so we've talked about your your, your, your favourite memory. You've talked mm. about it's, it's the greatest place on earth. Any tips? Any tips for anyone wanting to go to the Masters? Just just book a tour company. Is that is that your number one tip? Or Well, there are a lot of good tour companies that yeah. go. I'd yeah. love to see everyone come with teed up with me. Absolutely. Look, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give you what I do with my people. Um, we go to the golf on Wednesday. We can get, get your tickets for the practice day Tuesday. But Wednesday, they do a bit of practice in the morning. Go to the par three competition. Uh, the par three course is a great walk around. And then we go, we play golf Thursday. We go to Augusta Friday. 
We play golf Saturday and we go to Augusta, uh, Augusta for the final round okay, Sunday. So you play a bit too, yeah, right. We do. Um, the, if you're going to go to Augusta and you're with a group, make sure the first thing you do, you walk out onto the course, don't sit sit around doing nothing. Walk around and get the feel of the whole course because you can uh, walk it now so you know where you're going. Okay. Um, but Sunday, I um, have a very good relationship with um, one of the security guys who's always at on the left-hand side of 15. He's been there for my 13 trips. Wow. We catch up. I It's my uh, duty to go and buy him breakfast and lunch down at the little yeah. uh, stand just underneath 15. We sit on the left-hand side of 15, which enables us to see the second shots into 15 on uh, the yes. last day. Yes. And we're right at the back of the stand. I stand up and I can see, or my people can see, straight down 16. Wow. Um, so... By, you, you can see by the end of the day, the last group comes through 15. They walk off. We watch them tee off at 16, get down out of the stand and make our way up to the 18th green. Yep. Now, in the morning, I do get them to put their seats out on uh, the 18th green. And the great thing about Augusta, you put your seat down, people can sit in it all day, but when you come back, you've got your business card in the back of the seat. Um, you just say to them, sorry, sir, that's my seat. So you make it up to the 18th and sit in your seat. So these are the little tricks. <laughs> You've got to know the tricks. You've got to know mate. the tricks, don't you? Yeah, yeah so very good. So it's a, it's, a okay. great, it's a great day. It's something that it's the only place, I yeah. promise you, yeah. and I, I don't exaggerate here, it's the only place that as you're walking up to get into the, the gate, and it's like airport security now, they put yeah. wand, wands all over oh, you and stuff, they, yeah. um, that I've seen grown men shed a tear. Uh, As they're walking yeah. into Augusta, they get that emotional and just say, I Well, it's can't, the Holy Land. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe I'm here, Cat. It's I the Holy yeah. Land. My, my mates that have been have cried. Yeah. Uh, my, I had one guy actually walking in, yeah. walking around for about the first hour, couldn't stop. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I could imagine it would be... Oh, it's very it's, emotional. It's very emotional, yeah. Yeah, yeah it now, is. The, these trips... Is this a boys' trip? Is this a no, husband-wife trip? No, husband and Just because I realise there might be some people listening that would want to know that. Yeah, um, that's a that's a very <laughs> Matt, good. Matt does not want to take Megan. <laughs> Let me be very clear. <laughs> it is a it is no. very much a husband and wife trip, and okay. um, I can say that um, my can I, I can mention my wife Rachel. Uh, well, Rachel she's your wife. Yeah. She's your wife. <laughs> can, can I mention your wife, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> she's um, she's great with the ladies. So if. We do get sometimes 12 couples will, oh, yeah. will come. Yeah. And the females, the ladies, uh, play golf. So they get to play with Rachel Hetherington on two days. We yeah. run the girls' competition. The blokes play. But it's very much, uh, you know, a husband and wife thing. Yeah. It's a, it, that's the beauty of the trip. We cater for both both lots. When we do get an all-male trip, it's considerably different to the well, ones I thought we it have. might be. I thought it might be. I thought I might just put that in there. Yes. That's all. We, we do tend to uh, over-cater sometimes uh, yes. on the Thursday night uh, yes. before Friday, but um, no, it's wouldn't great. Be any, it wouldn't be any red, red wine involved there, would it? Oh, gosh. No. So it's, it is a great time. Uh, it is a great fun time. Yeah. Mate, Matt's got, a, Matt's got a question down here which, is, which I want to ask, yeah. number four here. Obviously, Rachel Hetherington. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all, if you if you don't know who that is, get your head out of the sand. Yeah, one of the greatest female golfers this country has produced. What is the dynamic like between you and Rachel when golf's involved? Who's the boss? Well, <laughs> um, Rachel is the boss. I I reckon we have played in the seven years in America when she yep. was still at the peak of her 
sort of Think golfing of powers. powers. Yeah, um, we would have played in excess of forty times. Um, we've worked it out once. I, I did have one victory, and, <laughs> we, and we just play uh, match play. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but. It was that she would only let me have the title if it was an eighteen hole thing, and I did beat her once. I did get down to your handicap yeah. when I was twenty years younger in America, yeah, um, and and only beat her once. But <laughs> she always says to me, "Yeah, but I let you. You've got." To <laughs> oh, that's cruel. That's she, cruel. Yeah, no. So, um, it, but it was good for, good for my golf. But yeah, yeah. They play a different uh, a different brand of golf. It's great to watch. Uh, you know, we've got professionals. Uh, yeah. where we, we play uh, here on the Gold Coast. Uh, we play at our club, but they uh, to watch them go about their business is uh, is pretty pretty amazing. I I've watched Rachie um, have a couple of sixty fives in tournaments. Yeah, right. Um, and yeah, she's a wonderful striker of the ball. Her, her one of her best friends on tour was a lady called Kari Webb. Mm. Um, I I think. Um, she plays the best, or I watched her play what I consider to be the best golf I've seen anyone play, male really? or, f- or female. Yeah. Um, at a couple of tournaments where she she shot like sixty threes and sixty fours, yeah, 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 yeah. but when when Kari got it going, um, that there was no one who yeah. who could yeah. come close to her. Yeah. Um, as I said, I've seen Rachie shoot sixty fives a couple of times for yeah. ladies over there on tough courses, which were pretty good. Um. Yeah, it's a, it's awesome to watch. Yeah, good. Place called Cherry Hills where Arnold Palmer yep. um, knocked over Jack Nicklaus in the U.S. Open. Um, Rachie um, set a, a record for the ladies over there in the first round. She shot eight birdies <whistles> at uh, Cherry Hills, only to have four under. <laughs> she had she only had one par on the first nine of the oh, U.S. Really? Open. She had four bogeys, four birdies. And a par, wow. and then she had four birdies again on the back the line. So yeah, it was Very great good. to uh, yeah. was great to watch her play, and <laughs> the best thing was coming home and being able to sleep with her. So I uh, <laughs> <laughs> <you know>, oh, <laughs> no, but it's that that's that's it's an interesting dynamic because I couldn't imagine playing golf with my wife, and mm. you know, but then to have a, a wife who's a professional golfer, mm. and ultimately. I, that might make it easier to some extent because okay, well, you're professional, you are better than me. But there's always that that competition between husband and wife, right? Yeah. Well, how do you go? Does she offer lessons? Like, does she give you tips? No, you know, in all the time we've been together now for about twenty years, um, I've asked her when things are not going well. Um, I said, "Can you come and have a look at me?" And she goes, "Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will." And she's only ever watched me for about five minutes, ten minutes at the longest. Yeah. And they're very, very good. She, Rachel's a good coach mm. and she has coached after she finished playing. Yeah. But she sums it up very simply. Yeah. She said, Greg, it's all in a dress and your setup. Yep. And she'll say to me, you've got your shoulders aiming left and your hips are right, that's why you're hooking it. Or she'll say, look at where you've got the ball position. You've got it too far back. And you can't see that yourself. Yes. Or your hands are behind the ball. She said, let's just work on the setup. She'll put two uh, alignment sticks down and get me set up correctly. She'll say, right, let's go. And you might hit one or two back. And then all of a sudden, and she goes, will you stop trying to change all this other stuff? She said, that's all it is. It's generally your alignment. 
and let me let me say this: I, when I used to play cricket, and you'd be out of form playing cricket. You'd start to fiddle with things like your grip mm. and you'd open your stance up and you'd change. Trying to find a secret, aren't you? Trying, trying to, to find, find yeah. yeah, I've got to change this. Yeah, when yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg Chappell was the Rachel Hetherington of, right. of uh, cricket for me uh, and he'd say, you don't want to be changing too much at all. It's two things that you're not doing. Firstly, you're not watching the ball out of the bowler's hand. Yep. And, and secondly, you're not keeping your head still. That if you move your head and you're not watching the ball out of the hand, that's when everything goes askew. So he'd say, I want you to come into the nets, focus on those two things, head still and watch it out of the hand. And all of a sudden, within five minutes, yeah. you'd hit the ball in the middle of the bat. So those really good players yeah. and, and talented people in sport generally have it all worked out. Yeah. And it's very simple. Yeah. And golf is like that. It's if you, exactly like that. You're if right, you yeah. start changing lots of things. So in answer to your question, Matt, yeah, Rachel gives me a lesson for five minutes. And as soon as I start <laughs> to hit three or four yes. in a row, she'll say, right, that's done. That's she enough. Let's see go. You later. Yeah, see, see you. you later. Yeah. Well, it, it, Gre- it, Greg's daughter, Annie, yeah. uh, plays plays golf now. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking about it uh, yeah. before the podcast. Rachel and Annie play a lot together, don't they? They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he played in a little tournament yesterday, and Rachie goes and uh, caddies for her. Um, How that? Yeah, yeah, it good. is. I love watching it. They are joined at the hip. They yeah. get on so well. They yeah. laugh around the course the whole time. They take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And young and you Annie, you got to have fun with kids. If it's not fun, they won't abso- do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, she she had a tough front nine yesterday. She had sixty two or whatever. But then coming home, yeah, she shot fifty four. Oh, at Carbrook, her best at nine. Yeah, right. Um, which was a great uh, little score for her. And again, Rachel just keeps it so simple for yeah. it. So, yeah, it's great. It, it's funny. It's one of the it, it's one of the games. I know that when I was playing good golf that I, didn't, I never thought about anything. Yeah. I, I just got up, hit the ball, you know, had That's a pre-shot it. routine, look at the shot, know the shot, hit the shot. That was it. And, yeah. and I've only found really... <laughs> In the last eight years, really since I moved to Queensland, and that uh, that I didn't have, because what I found with golf is I found that I did I really liked golf, but what mm. I really liked about golf was spending four and a half hours on the course with my mates talking shit, yeah. mm. right? And <laughs> and it was freedom, it yep. was freedom, and so the fact that I was a reasonable golfer was a byproduct, and it was a positive thing, and so, mm. but it was that freedom when I moved up here, and I found I didn't have that, I had to find people and mm. just wasn't the same so I lost a bit of interest so then I started to overthink stuff if mm. you know I'd have other th- I have too much time on the golf course yeah, where I'd normally yeah, be yeah, talking yeah. about what we did last night what we're going to do tomorrow the family da, 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 and all this kind of stuff and then I became inundated with a thousand voices yes. that were telling me that oh you got to do this you got to do that you got to do this you, you know the do old that. saying Matty analysis to paralysis yeah and, that, and that's exactly <laughs> what it is and so um, I, I really think finding your uh Finding your finding your group is essential on the golf mm. course. I think you've, it can't be all about golf all the time, yep. and you've got to be able to tune out. And that's where I hear, like with Rachel and your daughter, they're just laughing on the golf yeah. course. That it's got to be fun. You've yep. got to. It can't be about golf all the time. Well, again, I go back to Greg Chapel. He used to. Uh, he had the best mental capacity of any cricketer I ever played with, and to talk to him about batting was just brilliant. But you know how long that used to take. About two minutes. <laughs> and he'd say, you know the best time when you're mentally best out on the cricket ground? said, you're thinking about nothing. Mm-hmm. And I can remember on a couple of occasions doing well coming off yeah. and him sort of shaking my hand and what have you. say, well done. And he'd come over later and he'd say, uh, 
I want you to go home and think about what you were thinking about whilst you were out there today. Yeah. And he said, what were you thinking about? Yeah. And you'd go, I wasn't really thinking about anything. <laughs> and he said, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Look, it's called the mind in neutral. Yeah, if you right. can keep your mind in neutral, and, and to go back, if you to make 100 in a game of cricket, it might take you, it used to take me like 150 balls or, you know, sometimes 200 yeah, balls if yeah. it was a test match or what have you. That's a period of about four to five hours in a game of cricket because mm. there's, there's 590 times six, 540 balls in the day. You might face half of those yeah. two. And so we're talking four to five hours, you know. And he said... To concentrate for that length of time, impossible. Mm. The maximum, the best you can concentrate is for about 45 to 50 seconds. So he said, if you can really switch that intense concentration on to that one, one and a half seconds just before the bowler delivers the ball. So you're watching him run up. He said, look for his hand in that last second just before the delivery stride. Focus that intense concentration then. That's about one second. Yeah. So if you're there for 200 minutes, 200 seconds, what's that, a bit over three minutes yeah. all day you have to... Re- and that's when Isn't you that come off. Isn't yeah, that amazing? Yeah. I know Wayne Grady, the golfer I know with Rachie Hetherington, mm. talking to Kari about similar things. That's it. We get there, we start to get... You know, put the ball on in the tee, you start to really... Fo- no, just put it down on the tee, you're looking up, you're not really focusing too much. Just as you're about to pull the trigger or for those people who might you know, take your backswing, focus for that one second. Mm. And that's why you see the golfers walking along, talking to one another, talking yeah. to their caddies. Yeah. Switch off about everything else yeah. until it gets to that yeah, one I second. That. I agree with that. There, I finished the lesson. All right, that's oh, very good. Yeah, here ended <laughs> golf lessons for so Greg Richards. It's, probably, like it's a it. good segue, though, because, you know... <coughs> How's your golf going? Uh, okay, uh, my putting is um, awful at the present time, but no, no, I'm hitting good putts, but my speed is uh, quite bad. And again, um, two days ago, I got a putting mat I out. Saw yeah. putting I've mat seen the putting mat in. out there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Rachel says... It, what's, what's with the putter hanging out of the gyp rock there? Did you <laughs> throw <laughs> that? <or laughs> oh, and the other two that are in the bottom of the pool. Yeah, there's two yeah, over there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other, the other Rachel has just said to me again, watch me putt. She said, look at your stance. Right. She said, it's no wonder your speed's out. She reckons I'm that closed with my left shoulder. Okay. I'm right-handed. So yeah. she said, getting around here, she said, how can you see that? She said, just get yourself square. Mm. As soon as I got myself square again, like, she said, there you go. Yeah, it's funny. And, and it's all, again, comes back to set up. But you, you get that tense and I was doing that. Before putting, you know, trying to... You want, yeah, because you're scared of what's going to happen. Correct. Because you, your last putt was bad. Yeah. So your brain's like, oh, no. So how yeah. can how can you hit a fluid? Yeah. She said, look at the hole and and go. A good good thing to Love do it. with, a good thing to do with putting yeah. with people. Uh, you know, when we were all kids and uh, apparently, you're not allowed to probably do that. <laughs> I grew up in the country. <laughs> but if there, were, um, if there were crows about in your house and they used to... You know, mum used to say those blessed crows, they poo on my washing. You know, yeah. they'd sit on the hill's hoist and all the rest of it. Get those bloody crows off. So I used to have a box of rocks. Stone the crows. Stone the crows. So you could pick up a stone. I, I didn't hit 
that many of them and didn't hurt them because I was only a kid. But therein is what you do. You don't think about it. You pick a rock up with your right hand, you look at the crow, and your mind tells you how far away it is, how high it is, whatever, and you look at it and go bang. Now, it mightn't have hit that many, but I was very, very close. Natural. It just comes naturally, doesn't it? Same thing. Rach says to me, there's the putt. You look at it, it goes right to left, then put the putter down, look (laughs) at the distance. You didn't let your natural ability just hit it instead of... You know, all this, quite amazing. It's yeah. not that, dif- we make sport a lot more difficult than it, perhaps Look, it's it a is. good theory, but what you're actually saying is your professional golfer <laughs> wife just said, I don't know, just fucking putt. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's essentially like, what she yeah. said. That's exactly Well, I just right. putted in the hole, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what your yeah. problem is. It's like, shut up, darling. <laughs> yeah, it's a little easy. No, but you are right. If you're not having fun, it's, it's, it's no. no good. I, my putting was terrible not long ago. Like, I went through a real bad spot. And you know what fixed it? I started coming down the putting green with my kids. Yep. And we started having little putting putting comps for a Kit Kat, mm. right? And of course... You'll do anything for a Kit Kat. Well, <laughs> of course they would win, wouldn't they, Matt? Of course. Yeah. Just at the yeah. end. Yeah. But I just started doing that hang out with them to have fun. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't stand there and have 15 practice swings. I wouldn't read it. I'd just stand up here at the putt. I started going in. Yeah. And I thought to myself, what the fuck's going on here? And I found I was just having such a good time talking to them and, and having not fun thinking and too not much. over yeah. reading the part, and not thinking. And I thought, oh, and now that I'm out there playing off a putting all right again, mm. mate, I must be half the time over the ball. Yeah, yes. because I was just like, just have fun. Yeah, just have fun. It's just like let, it, let yeah. the natural uh, ability take over. Yeah, that's what. So it's no, all you're about. exactly right. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, that's golf. Yeah, the, I yeah. think that, that's got mate. So Liv, oh, hang on, live or PGA? Should we ask Greg what he wants to Go do? For it. <laughs> I've seen this happen. Uh, I've seen this scenario. He's a live hater. This is why you roll his eyes over here. <laughs> Do you know what? Um, when it first happened, I, I'm was the same as you, Matt. I thought, yeah. oh no, you know, don't do this, because um, this happened in the game of cricket yeah. in the 1970s. Well, yeah, we've yep. seen it before, and yeah. league, yeah, and and league. Yeah. Um, when it was all over TV rights in both of those occasions, um, and on both occasions. The game came back together mm. and is probably better for that uh, little hiatus that they both split from one De- another. Definitely for cricket. Yeah, for cricket. He yeah. changed the world. Yeah, he I changed mean, the world. every cricketer today should thank Mr. Packer yeah. for, oh, for, yeah. 100%. for Absolutely. what he did. Yeah. Um, Super League, mm, mm. not so sure. <laughs> However, the game, the game uh, got back together. It had to uh, for money. LIV or PGA. I'm a little bit LIV orientated. The re- the reason I say that is because um, I think the game should be global. We we all know a lot of young golfers, mm. uh, Greg. Yeah. Some who are here. I'll mention a young fella called Elvis Smiley that yep. I have um, a lot of time for, and is a wonderful golfer. We've got Cade McBride here. Yeah. We've got Anthony Quayle. Quayle. Yeah. We've now. If they can't make it, and at the moment none of them are on the PGA Tour, no. there's not a whole bunch of golf for them to play. I think LIV provides the opportunity to get a very strong Asian tour. We saw what happened here in Adelaide. The, the crowd lapped it up. Oh, Australia it went has, off, didn't it? Australia has been really... Um, oh, we've been shafted in the golfing community. By the PGA yeah, Tour. for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Now, you've got my wife, Rachel, who... Um, I was a bit like me, a bit anti-authority. <laughs> uh, she she loves uh, the LIV concept. 
She says, Who, you know, the PGA can't, and nor can the LG, LPGA, the ladies' PGA, expect to be running the whole game out of the United States. Well, this is why I asked you, because your wife was part of the LPGA. Yeah. So I wanted to know what you, what you guys had a thought of. Well, I would... Yeah. I just think perhaps they went a little bit about a little too hard, a, a little too hard, yeah. And like the changes when cricket happened, yes, we made we made some changes to rules and laws of the game that went a little bit too far, and then Packer pulled it back, and there was this compromise. Okay, I'm hoping that's the same situation in the game of golf. I'm not too sure we want to see cups being thrown onto tees <laughs> and um, when a bloke has a hole in one and all, all that hysteria. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be pulled back a bit. There's got to be room for more fun at the golf. Yes. Um, however, um, what I hate to hear is, you know, this um, sports washing by Saudis, by this or what have you. I mean, come on, guys. You all go to China yeah. to play golf. Yeah, you go to other parts of the world where human rights is not um, all that terrific, yeah. in our eyes, in yes. our opinion. Yes, um, and the P- Mickelson's absolutely right. The PGA have made squillions out of these players, and they're not remunerated anywhere near in accordance as a baseball player or as a basketball yeah. player or what have you. And who can blame someone like Cam Smith? For taking okay, hundred million, yeah, yeah. hundred and forty million. That is generational wealth for him. You show me one man that you can st- that will stand in front of you and say, "No, I'd I'd do the right thing rather than set my family up for the rest of their lives yep. through my ability." Yep. Yeah, um, look, it, it's funny because Greg and I argue, and we I yeah. I'd say we don't, we probably don't sit completely on opposite ends of the spectrum, and, no, and I'm becoming. I'm becoming middle, more closer to the middle, yeah. mm. the middle ground, That's and right. I think Thanks that the PGA me. Tour crossed the line mm. with the mm. rollover season. Yeah, with just too, no break, too many comps, too many yeah. like take a break. Yeah, give the rest of the world a, a chance to breathe. Sure. And and and, have, and it killed the Australian tour. Yeah, killed any Australian. And and we've been obviously the tyranny of distance here in Australia is difficult for golf because it's. Yeah. You know, they only get a finite amount of time. It's like the F1. Yep. The drivers complain about the F1 here in Australia all the time because it's that they've got to go for 24 hours to get here. But I think they'll find a, a middle ground. Yep. I think that they, for the benefit of the game, yes. there's got to be there's got to be a, a coming together. Yep. And because it's got to be about the game. It can't yep. be about Live or about PGA Tour. Now, yes, I think so. at the moment it's, it's about the PGA Tour. Correct. And I think you're going to find that Live is getting a lot more fans and a yep. lot more support because they seem to be growing the game. Yes. Right? Yes. Even though it doesn't seem that way. Yeah. People are saying they're not, but they really are. Yeah, they are they are growing the game and I think it's about giving um every golfer in the world, no matter what country they're from or what their backgrounds are, an opportunity at what is a world game, a global game. So if we can get two, three tournaments here a year if we can get two or three tournaments in Japan, in Korea, yeah, um, in other parts of the world, yeah. in, in, in the Middle East, goodness me. I mean, if you go to Saudi, if you go to Dubai, you know, we have the Dubai Classic uh, just across the road. They yep. all share a, a common thread. Um, it's just, you know, if I were Greg Norman <laughs> and LIV, I would be doing what Kerry Packer did initially. He, he did it a bit differently to Norman. Kerry went out and signed every cricketer a bit underhandedly, yeah. but secretly. Yeah. 
so that when he said we're going to start this competition, it was there. <coughs> Pardon me. No, you're right. Um, and if I were Greg Norman, I'd have Elvis Smiley and all these young blokes. Yeah, ready to go. Signed up, ready yeah. to go. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. all of a sudden, every year that passes by, yeah. the PGA players getting older and older, and he's just flushing all these yeah. new young breed yep. out there for the world to see. Yeah. And it's all about youngsters. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, we've look, we have spoken more golf in today's episode yeah, than sorry. we have. No, 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 and no, I've actually enjoyed it. Hey, it's all it's in the edit. Good. We can just edit it Yeah, well, this is, it's, it's, anyway. it's It's minute six of the podcast now, and we're yeah. going to move into uh, something <laughs> so else. So, hi, Greg, what do you think of golf? <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the edit. So, mate, you played 40 tests for Australia in, mm. a, in, a, in an interesting era for Australian cricket. What about your fiercest competitor? Like, who, who was the guy that you you either didn't want to face or couldn't wait to face, um, compete against? To, yeah, to, I think the fiercest, fiercest competitor uh, would have been Ian Botham yeah. for England. Um, it just, whether he had the ball in his hand or the bat in his hand, when it was Australia versus England, it was special for him, it was special for us. Um, but he wasn't the most fearsome bowler. Yeah. I liked to face Botham. Yeah. He gave you uh, one every over to sort of hit for four, but then he'd bowl a couple of absolute jaffers at you or great deliveries that could get you out. But um, the West Indies uh, were the ones that made life um, uncomfortable for you all the time. I well, mean, you got them in their peak. We did? Yeah. yeah. You know, that, 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 yeah. that period of you playing test match, that was mm. peak that was. Indies. For the, they had the four blokes I played, or the bowling attack I played mostly against was uh, Michael Holding... Andy Roberts, Joel Garner, and Malcolm Marshall. But waiting in the wings, they had um, Colin Croft, um, Wayne Daniels, Franklin Stevenson. They had another four or five who were just as quick. The laws of the game were changed because of that attack. Um, rightly or wrongly, I'm not still not too sure of, but um, they brought in a two-bouncer, yeah. an overlaw. Um that, mu- that must have seen a lot of batsmen take a massive sigh of relief. I never played under that system. Yeah. Um, so when you played against the West Indies, and I think I played against them 12 times, uh, um, they could bowl as many bounces at you yeah. as yeah. they liked. That I was a player that didn't bother all that much because I enjoyed hooking them. Whilst they were bowling bounces at me, um, I didn't think they were a big chance to get me out. It's when they... Pitched it up, pitched when, up it yeah. w- when it was swinging and what have you. They used bounces to intimidate you. That never bothered me. Mm. Uh, did bother a lot of blokes and finished a lot of blokes' uh, careers. So they changed the rule. Cricket's probably better for it. But Clive Lloyd, the most astute captain that I ever played against because he had worked out. That's why they dominated Test cricket for the 15 years in that era because he worked out he had this wonderful arsenal of uh, attack uh, in those four guys or eight guys that he could choose from, and he was allowed to bowl a particular... His bowlers were allowed to bowl a particular length, but Clive Lloyd set fields, which made it almost impossible to score freely unless you wanted to take a risk. Right. So I'm saying he, he, he put majority of players behind... <laughs> Yeah. The bat. Yeah. Yep. Um, so and if up. and and didn't 
really pitch it up to much. Mm. So if you were going to score, you had to take a risk, play mm. a hook shot or a cut shot, um, where you were a chance of being hit or, or nicking one to get out. So that's why they changed the law. But um, that's why they were almost impossible to beat. And when they got on something lively, like our track here in Perth, yeah. it was impossible. Yeah. Uh, it was really, uh, um, you know, save your life yeah. kind of stuff. So, yeah, they, they, they were fantastic. And then, uh, of course, you go to Pakistan and India, and like they did in our last test of India, they make pitches. That was incredible. Yeah, that, that was... Um, to me, it's... <sighs> The ICC are not doing their job because they sh- well, they should just look at the pitch and say that's not up to test match. Well, it's not hard to understand, is it? But you, no, the naked eye can tell it. Oh, but shocking! But, but I <laughs> have a breath, Matt. No. <laughs> There's so, way so too so much idea. control yeah. in in international cricket now from India, right? With yeah. the BCCI, correct? They've got all the eyes. They've got all the money, mm. and surely ninety seven percent of the globe see that test match and go. That's not right. No, that's right. But nothing really happened because of that. Well, you, you've hit the nail on the head. They have a lot of control. They uh, generate all the money. So they really have a big say on the International Cricket Council, mm. um, just purely by numbers. And so their votes count. So that's why people are probably reluctant to say, you know, a good captain, I think, um, a strong captain, big call. Mm would have just said to the management of the Australian cricket team and the players, do you guys think this is um, yeah. fit for play for a test match? And said, no, we're not. And forfeit the test. Yeah. yeah. Just say, Sends after, a message. Da- after day one, just say, this is not fit. It's not that we don't want to play, but y- you can tell this is not fit for cricket and take a stance. Yeah. It would cause a huge stink, yeah. but it would fix the problem. However, let me, let me say this. The first test at the Gabba last year... Um, was not fit fit for Test cricket. Yeah, yeah that, true. That that was a pit, that was dreadful. Was I dreadful. was there day one. Yeah, that was impossible. So, yeah. ICC toothless tiger. But ironically, we win that Test in India yeah. with the bad pitch. Yeah. But then the deciding pitch, yeah. they make it a road. Yeah. So they know there's not going to be a result. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It's it's, it's hard not, to take. No, it's not good. Yeah. yeah. And l- let's just hope that with the upcoming Ashes series. That uh, the pitches, uh, they're going to be uh, a bit lively. England pitches uh, are certainly always a bit lively. But they won't be too lively. Mm. A lot of them will, will be uh, flatter rather than um, lively. But you've just got to make a cricket pitch that is fair when you toss the coin. Yeah, That's going to last for five days. It's going to spin a bit on the last day. They m- might break up a little bit around the bowler's foot marks. That's just common sense. Administrators don't have a lot of it. No, no <laughs> common sense ain't all that common. What are your thoughts on this year's Ashes? Look, I think Australia um, should go in favourites. Okay, but I'm st- still a little concerned about our upper batting order. Um, I hope Warner goes well for his swan song. Nothing would be better than he makes a hundred in the fourth or fifth test to help win the Ashes for Australia. And then the selectors say, thanks, David, for a great service. You know, see you later. Yeah, tap, tap. However, if he doesn't score runs, and I think Broad does have his measure at the yes. moment. Oh, absolutely. Anderson, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I think England could um, could be a handful over there if, if there is a li- little bit of life. I'm so sad that Joffrey Archer is not available. Had Archer been playing, I'd have said England will certainly go in favourites. Our top end batting is uh, 
still not too good. Smith's past his best. Um, Warner's past his best. Travis Head, yeah, good player. But our top order is iffy. Our bowling attack is fabulous for English conditions. Yes. So it's that's the be great. I think that's the great evener. Is is the our bowling attack is world class? Yes, I, I I agree with you completely. Has Warner gone one year too long? Mm. Yeah, I I have to agree with his wife a bit though. It, albeit, I don't think she should be picking Australian cricket teams. <laughs> is there, so you can't. There's no one else you can find better than him to to fill the spot. No. Yeah. Purely because I, in England, the one thing you do need is a bit of experience. Um, someone who's played over there. So hopefully, and he will want this he wa- he, more yeah. than he's ever wanted anything before. The guy's a great player, yeah. and he can't, you know, and he has been a great player. They've selected him. I mean, we used to take Doug Walters to England regularly. He couldn't get a run, yeah, you know. So um, Warner must must be over there. Fails in the first two tests, then they're in Stuck. Then you've got to open with Travis Head again. Because yeah. you've got to have a good start in England. Yeah. Don't expose the three, four and five to the yeah. to the new ball. So yeah. no, it'll be a good series. Be a good I think it's gonna series. be a cracking series. Yeah. It really will be. Made me chuckle. I was reading an article the other week that Usman Kawaja came out and said, Who's having a massive resurgence? Like he's been amazing yeah. since he's been brought back in the team. Mm. Oh, England's the hardest the hardest place to play. And I'm like, I don't know if the Aussie teams of the late 80s and 90s and up into the early 2000s thought that. No. England's, uh, I think England's one of the best places to bat. Yeah. Um, because day three, four and five over there, the pitches, the life's gone out of them. And the ball doesn't bounce above waist high. If you get yourself in, uh, it's fun to bat in England. Yeah. Uh, yeah, early days. Um, Headingley can be a bit of a handful, but Lords is just a magnificent track. Day two, three, and four. The first test there this year. I don't, you know, the pitches have changed dramatically from when I played yeah. 30, 40 years ago. But um, it's a good, pl- it's still a good place to bat. The Englishmen know how to play in England. Uh, there'll be a handful, but I think our quick bowlers might just be a bit good for their upper order as well. Stokes is the key yeah. to the whole series. If he bowls well, um, he can change the game if he bats well. His batting will, will I think, keep England together. So this new brand of cricket English team are playing <laughs> under McCallum, mm. is it sustainable over five tests against a world-class attack? That's going to be the big question. I, I'm totally in agreement with you. Bazball, I think yeah, they call baseball, it. Yeah, baseball. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's good. Look, it's good for the game to see yeah. uh, sides come out and bat like that. Um However, I, I agree with you, Matt, that uh, perhaps against uh, our bowling attack, you go out and start going crash, bang, wallop, and you're four for 40, yeah. Um, yeah. it can backfire. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though, when you're two for 180 mm-hmm. after two Real sessions... You could cross it. They could score seven hundred. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a, yeah. They might. And look, it's a good it's, brand it's, of it's cricket. A winner, it's a win or loss brand of cricket. You're not yeah. playing for a draw. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, you know the good part about it is the English will know that's how they want it. He will. McCullum will say, "Yeah, we're going to play aggressive cricket." Yeah. If the crowd are aware of what you're going to play and you're four for forty, yeah, you're not going to get belted up in the press too much. You know, they're going to say, "Well, that's how they play." That's how they play. Yeah. Um, so that takes the pressure off them. Do you think uh, that's the secret, is announcing that they're going to play like that? Oh, absolutely. To get themselves a little pass. Absolutely. All the players are saying, yeah, that's right. why, because it gives them a free ticket. Okay. Do, you th- do you think maybe that's what Davey Warner's missing from his game? Do you reckon he is a, he is a 
predominantly came out as a one-day player. He's done his best work when he's just swinging for the fence. Mm. He he really has. And yep. in Test cricket, he tries to poke it around a bit. Do you think it wouldn't be the dumbest idea for him to just open the shoulders a little? Well, it, yeah, he will once he gets going. But, yeah. um, but can yeah. he get going? This is yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to get going. You know, if Broad knocks him over in the first test, knocks him over in the second test, yes. then, then we've got a uh, bit of a problem because you've got to change what you're doing. Um, uh, I think, it'll, it, look, it'll be a great series to watch. Mm. Uh, Australia 2-1. There you okay, go. Yeah, good prediction. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Australia 2-1. Okay. All right. Rugby league. Yeah. So you're a massive rugby league fan. I am. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you, you bleed maroon by the looks of things. Yeah. Know. Are you a bigger rugby league fan or cricket fan these days? Oh, rugby league. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golf, golf, rugby league, yeah. cricket. Okay. So yeah. essentially everything so we do on this podcast. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love my rugby league. Greatest guest ever. <laughs> so how do, you, how, do you, how do you think the game's travelling at the moment? Um, uh, well, I think it's in pretty good shape. Uh, I think it's faster... It's harder than we've ever seen in the history of the game. Um, the refereeing is coming under more and more of a microscope. That's always going to happen when you introduce new technology and new rules into play with technology because it's early days. So we're, we, we've got to go through this learning. It's like when they brought in the DRS, you know, for cricket. Yes. No one liked it and they made a few howlers even with it. Now they're used to it. Very few mistakes happen. Sin binning is happening too often for me. Mm. We've Thank you. We've gone way past where a little tap on the jaw... And these guys are running at one another full tilt. Yeah. So between a shoulder and the bottom of the chin is like two, three inches or how many centimetres? Five, ten centimetres. Full tilt. Provided that the bloke's not breaking his jaw or anything, ten minutes in the sin bin... Spo- to me, is spoiling far too many games because yep. as soon as a, a guy gets sent off, yep. it's uh, the other side are copying another huge For advantage. Sure. So, I understand where the lawyers have said, you know, you've got to wipe this out of the game for future legal proceedings and what have you. The sin binning needs to be adjusted. Where if you have a soft one, you know, if a guy makes a mistake, maybe five minutes mm. um, in a sin bin. Make it some penalty, but it's a five-minute sin bin. That'll still wipe it out of the game. Um, Five-minute sin bin, ten-minute sin bin, off. Because when they're sending, in my mind, when they're sending players off the field, it can bugger up a game. I mean, I just hope in the state of origin no one gets sent mm. off. Um, but is the game a rugby league? In, look, look at the players we're producing. Look at this Reese Walsh who's going to play for yeah. Queensland. Look at Cleary as the halfback. We haven't seen a player like him for, since John, since Wally Lewis. Um, the forwards are fitter, they're faster. The game's in great shapes, just that Manly aren't winning enough. That's Tell all. me about it. Tell me about oh, it. Are you a Manly no. supporter? Mate, absolutely. Oh, no. no. <laughs> thank you. We were thank doing you, so Kat. well. Thank you, Kat. You watched the game yesterday at all? We were yeah. doing so Mate, well. It's, it's, I was on the golf course. Mate, I'll tell you what, it, it, it's criminal. <laughs> It's criminal, but anyway, we'll, we'll leave that alone. No, we can talk about Manly for a bit longer if you want. No, we don't need to because <laughs> it'll get it'll get idiots like Ronnie having a comment about well, it. We well, we should never ever have got rid of Desi Hasler. Yeah, um, in Man- as far as Manly, mind you, I do love the Broncos as well. Yeah, I'm great mates with Langer and Walters, 
And Jeez, he's definitely sitting on the fence on our podcast. We got Bronco oh. and Manly. Oh, really? <laughs> he's yeah, the perfect guest. Um, I love I love the Bronco. Oh, of course you've got the hat on. Yeah, <laughs> I love the love the Broncos and and full cred to um, uh, Kevy Walters. Yeah, he, he has copped a lot of flack. Oh, he's yeah. Stuck to his guns. Hasn't he? Stuck to his guns. Yeah. Got rid of uh, a bit of dead wood out of the side. Yep. Introduced some um, youth, new, youth, and what have you. Yep. And he's got them playing well. Yep. Um, I, I love what he's done. I, he loses Farnworth next year in Flegler. That's going to hurt. It's going to be massive. What about that man? How good is this Wayne Bennett? I mean, they always say, oh, you've got to have the cattle. He didn't have the best team on paper at the start of the year. Mate, we tipped we, we tipped him, as experts as we are, officially underqualified. Yeah. But, you right know, at the we're, we're right at the bottom. Right at yeah. the bottom. The Dolphins have exceeded everyone's expectations yes. except Wayne Bennett's. That's yeah. right. Well, he, he's, he's arguably one of the world's best Leaders at yeah. getting everyone to run in the sun, just just to go in the same direction. Okay, yeah. here's the goal. Yeah, we may not be the best, but we're just going to do it like that, and we're all in. And you can tell across their team. Yeah, they're in. He's like they're, uh, in, they're invested. He's yeah. amazing. Oh. He is amazing. Yeah, um, Wayne Bennett. I um, wished I would have had more time to listen to him when yeah. I played cricket because I've heard him speak quite a few times right. now. Yeah, right. Um, the guy doesn't say too much, but you hang on every word. And the proof is in the pudding. He can bring out the best in individuals by making them believe yeah, yeah, yeah. and perform yep. to the best of their abilities, in a lot of cases, far better. Exceeds, than yeah, exceeding their, their own ability. Yeah, He's yeah. brilliant. No, the Dolphins, good. Rugby league's in, in great shape. Yeah. So you've got a lot of mates in, in, in high places within rugby league. Yeah, you've got some famous great mates. Great mates. Yeah. Fatty. Is the, is the, is the feeling the same? With your mates with rugby league, are they? Yeah, they all think it's in good shape. Do they? What's the general consensus? They think it's in uh, good shape. Um, Steve Blocker wrote who I talked to quite a bit. Um, I think he believes it's a little soft now. However, he, he's a very smart uh, man. I like his commentary. Blocker. He's one of the. Yeah, he's astute. He's he really very is. astute. Yeah. Um, but I think he gets it now. It's more about speed and. Um, fitness and you know being able to play that twenty minutes or thirty minutes as a front rower get a bit of a rest. Um, yeah, I think Fatty um, thinks the game's in pretty good shape. He admires um, the the speed and the talent of the guys now. Um, the game has changed enormously since those blokes played. Yeah, we w- if you watch old reruns of Origin, which I do a lot because I love them so much. Yeah, the offloading skills of um, you know the Ben Elias, the the Eddinghausens, the go 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 right, Gene Miles. Yeah. You know Wendell. So what name Wally Lewis? You know yeah. Peter yeah. Sterling, Brett Kenny. I think they possess more offloading skills, but the game was nowhere near as fast. Oh, no. no way. And forwards got tired, so those blokes with great feet got through the yeah. offload. These days, everyone is 100% fit out there. Yep. They are yep. amazing and they talk these days in terms of, oh, he missed two tackles. Gosh, if you'd have watched an Origin game yeah. 20 years ago, <laughs> if you missed only 10 tackles, you had a, a, yeah. a, good, a good game. game. Yeah. No, they all, get, they, uh, they all get what a great game it is. I think it's so exciting we're going to America. I get a couple of my mates from America come out here and they watch it. I've taken them to games live. And they can't believe it. They just go, and I sit them close to the sideline, particularly at Seabus, where yes. you can hear yes. that. Yeah, and they go, 
Jesus, what's going on? Yeah. These guys got no pads on. They go, yeah. no. Yeah. yeah. And they go, yeah. no padding? I said, no, no, maybe that little head get cheap. And they hear it and go, oh. Yeah. I think so market it the right way. It'll go it, big. It could take America by storm. Well, this yep. is the Broncos in Vegas, aren't we? That's what we're talking yes. about. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It. yeah. Yep. Who are they playing? Who, what? I don't know who it's they're playing. Fa- it's go- they are going to be one of the first games next year. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like Broncos and Penrith or one, okay. of, the, one of the two. Or big one. Yep. They'd yep. be smart to take a marquee game there. Absolutely. Yeah. And just have them whack each other. Yeah. yeah. But just uh, see, see, like they've taken State of Origin there before, but a long time ago. Yeah. I think it's going to be... 87? Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. We, I know we've spoken about it. Wait until they embrace cricket. Because mm. you go, baseball is the big game there, yep. right? But yeah, you might go to a game and only see three or four home runs. This T Twenty stuff, mm. where yeah. they can just see the ball disappear dun, out dun, of the dun. out yeah. of the park. So yeah, we're good opportunities. Rugby yeah. league, I think, is it's ready for the United States. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I don't I don't disagree. I had in the past, but I actually yeah. think that so many people that watch it now, the Americans are like blown away by the yep. By the lack of pads, by yes. the lack of helmets, and yes. it's so physical. Yep. Well, apparently they got a very good um, viewership. Well, I won't say very good. Better than they thought they were going to get yep. uh, during the Rugby World Cup Yes, in America. They well, got, they got g- some numbers that were like, oh, people well, are watching. But yeah. rugby's, going, rugby's going off in the States. Yeah. Rugby Union. Yeah, Rugby Union's yes, going but off. But the Rugby the League sevens, World Cup. Rugby Sevens in America is huge. Yeah, right. Yeah, huge. Is it, it is. And I, you, do you know I was j- just listening to uh, a radio show... Last week, whilst I was dra- drove to Brisbane twice, they they are saying that with the NFL, there's that it's fourteen team competition, whatever yep. it is. I'm not yeah. too sure. Yeah. But if you, as a young bloke, don't make it into one of those drafts, like you go to college, yeah. If you don't get into the draft, you, you're, you're kind of finished. That's yeah. You, that's you. What, yeah. What they are saying is, rugby league here, rugby union in Australia, could well become. Uh, a nursery for those guys who didn't quite make it at NFL, yeah. you know, but are still 120 kilos can run uh, 100 in even time. Yes, and have got some ball skills. Yes, that's a bit exciting too to yes. to see because we if we're going to have 18 teams, hopefully 20 teams in five seven years, you're going to need more players for sure. Well, this is so a problem with NFL. NFL have two body shapes. Yeah, you need to be six foot eight. And yep. weigh 150 kilos and yep. have explosive power, yep. or you need to be six foot eight, mm. skinny as a rake, yep. and be a world class track star yep. to to be a, a wide receiver. That's it. Now, if you're neither of those two, yeah. or a quarterback, yeah. you don't have a spot. And right. I think that's the beautiful thing of rugby league. Can you, you imagine? You can some be of five these foot ten, yeah. and play halfback. Can you, know you know imagine I mean? some of these blokes coming out and having the likes of Tim Sheens, Wayne Bennett, yeah. Kevin Walters, teach them the game. Yeah. Or some of the universities here in with rugby bringing these guys out, giving them scholarships. Uh, the, yeah. I, think, I think our sport in this country is um, in a pretty good uh, shape. We talk about marquee sporting events, and this week we've got it. We've got yeah. Origin on Wednesday we in do. Adelaide. Yep. Uh, obviously, proud Queenslander. Mm. You were going to tip Queensland, uh, and I'm a proud Blues supporter. I'm yeah. going to tip the Blues. Yes. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on Wednesday? These games these these days are so close. Toss of a coin. Uh, to- Every one of them. Toss of a coin. Yeah. Um, so that that's why um, I'm sort of thinking marginally Queensland. Everyone's uh, saying, "Oh, Queensland." The Blues are saying we made this, you know, non-stick 
policy. <laughs> I love uh, it. Which, which they do every yeah. year. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with one of those... Um, with one of those decisions, I, I would definitely have had Dane Gagai. He played really well yeah, yesterday. We agree. Yeah, we agree. Purely because someone's got to be able to control Latrell Mitchell. Thank you. And Latrell Mitchell doesn't like getting tackled and bashed by Dane Gagai. No, yeah, yeah. So um, that, but this hammer, if he gets to to Latrell Mitchell, is not great defensively either. No. He won't see which way he goes. And Travojevic is only 70% fit, I can tell he you that. He shouldn't be selected. He shouldn't have been selected. My relationship with some of the men. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was so on the fence with him playing so well Yeah. against Canberra. Yep. I was like, please don't pick him. Oh, no. <laughs> please don't pick him. Yeah. So well, as a Manly fan, you'd have to be wound up because you know he's going to get injured in origin. Yeah, I would yeah. And then you lose him from your club team. Yeah. Luai, Cleary... Great halves, um, Cherry Evans and Munster, even Stephen. Yeah. Um, our forward pack, a couple of debutons in there. Hot, you know, Pangai Junior back for New South. It is so close, too, cl- too close to call. A lot will depend on this surface in Adelaide too. Yeah. Adelaide get big dewy conditions this time of year. Yeah. So um, no, it'll be, it'll be tight. It's that look. It's this colour. Yeah, as it oh, was. This, it was. Well, I can't help but think that wasn't an accident. <laughs> <laughs> it was a rhetorical question. It's not my first rodeo. You know, you know what? You know now what happened? They come the mighty Maroons. <laughs> yeah, they're out here at Adelaide Oval, uh, letting them out. Cherry Evans, you've only got to remember him. Well, that Maroon jersey does funny things to these Queenslanders. It makes them Superman, fat man, doesn't it? Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and it does. Yeah. Um, it does. The, bl- the Blues the have it. The Blues have it as well. Look, not, co- not to the same extent, though. I think. I, I, I think the Blues never play with the passion that the Queenslanders do. Never. You know. Never. You know. I. I, um, I won't say too much more about this. I've had the great um, pleasure to be invited in um, on three occasions to the Queensland State of Origin side night before the match by Wayne Bennett. That's how long ago. Um, when Choppy Close was the yeah. manager of the Queensland side to do nothing more than um, provide some humour and some entertainment and a bit of stuff um, not to think about anything too much before the night of the match gone in. Oh, yeah. Um, but I have seen it firsthand, that passion. Um, the night before the game, when I worked uh, for Channel 9 on the footy show, I've been into that dressing room uh, before the game and after the game, um, it's a different passion to when I was yeah, in the wow. New South Wales. Yeah, cool. It's, 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 but it's obvious. As, as watching it as a, as a viewer, like I was at the game three last year at Suncorp, mm. and it was obvious we were going to lose. <laughs> like at, at, at that five minutes before half time, where it shifted, yep. and and the crowd got involved, and you could see they grew four inches. The Queenslanders, I just knew, oh fuck, we're, we're screwed. Here. <laughs> yeah. It's just do, obvious. Do, do you know, Matt, um, I've, I've travelled out to as far west as Charleville, um, up to Townsville, uh, to the sunny coast here in Brisbane and seen them down here. Up at Charleville, people came from 150, 200 kilometres away for an hour just mm. to see mm. our team for, for an hour. Mm. Um, the passion amongst them and the players feel that. You've got Jonathan Thurston, 
Alan Langer. Um, these guys within the camp. Yeah, Cam Smith. That Cam Smith. Yeah. They keep that Queensland thing going. Look at him. He's shedding a tear over here. Uh, Look at him. <laughs> New, South Wa- hey, New South Wales, you know. Mate, we get eight people watching it, could you? Yeah. Come on. No, but, you know, you guys have got... You guys have got Joey Johns and Mate, Randy. we've got some incredible... Look, the, the thing is, right, is that... Randy it, Alexander every and those year, guys. Yeah. Every year, the teams... It, it's so funny. Four years ago, Queensland didn't want to play Origin anymore, right? Uh, no, it's not fair anymore. We're going to get beat. We're going to get beat. They you win the next season. No, no, no. No, that was in the eight. When right. we lost eight in a row. Yeah. But then when New South Wales won a couple in a row, it was like, oh, no. It's it's all not on. Then the next year, Queensland never win. Never said bullshit. They, they no, come they out and never said, said that. This is what I have to put up with every but fucking so week. But, but I'm telling <laughs> you, every I'm fucking t- week I have to put up is bullshit. I'm telling you, even even in the eight in a row, even in the eight in a row, there were some of those games. They were knife edge games. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It was not like it was forty yeah, yeah. nil. Win it on the sp- it's not, bell. Exactly. Yeah, it was not like it was forty goal. nil. They just yeah. finished better, right? They so it's. And it's the same every year. Yep. Like you cannot predict oh, it's this. A knife you edge. cannot it's predict this. That's what I said yeah. to you at the start of our podcast, Matt. Um, I, I think that event mm. um, anywhere is great. Went, went for a Queenslander at, at Lang Park, having been there first time in 1968 when I was eight year eight year old. Yeah. That place has been it's special to all Queenslanders, no matter what it is now. Suncorp Lang Park. Put a maroon jersey out there. It's it's um, it's it's amazing. It is the best sporting event in the world that I, I've, I've been to Wembley, been to an FA Cup final. Not trying to be smart, but seen a lot of great sporting. Nothing, mm. nothing comes. So close. you go to you go if you had one sporting event you could go to one more time in your life, yep. and you could go to the Masters, or you could go to a State of Origin game three. A state of origin game without a doubt without a doubt yeah there you go yeah, yeah. without without a doubt just yeah. to walk in there to, to to be a part of it i've taken um i'll tell you what it's i took annie um my daughter is 11 years of age uh i took her there uh, two years ago we got beaten um to the state of origin game at lang park and i said to rachie rachie loves live sport mm. um so we have a mixed marriage. She's a New South Welshman. Um, anyway, so I got Annie a jersey. Um, I said, Rach, we're doing it. We're doing Caxton Street. We're yep. doing the whole lot. Yeah. So it, and people might think, oh, that's dreadful, taking your <laughs> nine-year-old daughter to the pub. But we went to the Caxton. Uh, she stood I, in. I, I call it a Brisbane Broncos home game in my family. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, we, we walked down Caxton Street and she was blown away. You know, the New South Wales Blue. Yep. All in good spirit. Yep. No fights like that. Mate, it's an amazing be. spot. Yeah. It's so much fun. Took her into the pub. There's heaps showed, of kids there. Yeah. Showed it, yeah. And you show all the legends up on the wall. I said, yeah. he, he. I can tell you, Annie, when she walked into Suncorp for the first time, she's gone, wow. And I said, and this is great. She sat there all night. She, in the end, she was getting up, <laughs> screaming. Yeah. The kids get into it. Yeah. I think it is, uh, it's something that um, gets the soul going. I love it. I yeah. just love it so much. Some of my best memories of a kid was Wednesday night, State of Origin, sitting up with my dad. You know, yeah. it's eight because eight o'clock kickoff. Yep. So yeah, staying up late, <laughs> you know, and yeah. it was they were the best, uh, the best nights. Still now, these memories I have with my dad mm. of sitting and watching State of Origin, it's it's incredible. Like mm. uh, it's the best. It's th- there's no better time in the rugby league calendar than right now. Yeah, this is it. 
And you, you're looking at someone that's been ejected from um, <laughs> the stadium in a Queensland New South Wales game. <laughs> Probably got a bit over the top. You've got to be passionate. You've got to love something. Yeah, you've got to love something. I love that maroon jersey. I just uh, love it. And uh, yeah, I know that. Um, I lived in northern New South Wales, you know, for when we come back from America for about seven years, just over the hill at Terranora. I used to have a nice deck out the back of the house, Queensland, New South Wales. I was the only Queenslander in the whole street. <laughs> and we were going through that time when we were dominating and going, you know, we'd win the series. I would get out the back <laughs> and just yell out, Queenslander, <laughs> Queenslander. I've never had so many, go again. <laughs> up yeah. the whole street in the Ray- beautiful picturesque yeah. Terranora Terranora at Ratchy and Annie both used to come out and say alright dad now that's enough let's go <laughs> let's, let's go inside but we've got a, a group of ten of us um, in here on Wednesday night yep we're all getting together we all bring the pies and beers the girls come to yep. and, and it's a mixed uh, house there's New South Wales and that's the best way to be though. oh it's just a, no. it is a sporting event like no other yeah, I love well, it go the mighty Maroon alright so it. similar similar uh, result to the Ashes 2-1 Queensland you think um, no, look too close to call I think whoever wins the first game has a massive advantage absolutely obviously so that first game is crucial um Queensland are certainly uh, better when they've got game three at uh, Lang Park. Definitely helps. It, it helps if the if it's squared. So, you know, game two, if we win game one, um, it's going to be a beauty. But either way, if we lose game one, Queensland get the chance to square it up and then you've got to go down to New South Wales. So, yeah. uh, tight series. Yeah. A, a tight, tight series. I just think... Um, New South Wales uh, have got uh, got the experience. I just hope our young fullback Reese Walsh um, does does the good. She's going to get plenty of uh, balls along the ground too. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. Look, you can't guarantee a result. You can guarantee that Nathan Cleary probably won't try and chip Ben Hunt again. No. No. You probably guarantee that. Probably. <laughs> and uh, what we can guarantee, what we can guarantee, that as Ben Hunt scores, he's going to kick it into the fucking crowd. <laughs> right? That's what we can guarantee, right? Yeah, but um, you know, last year, last year did end that uh, magnificent two-year dynasty for Didn't New it? South Wales. What a lovely <laughs> two-year dynasty. Two-year. That's what they call them down there. The two dynasty. That is a dynasty, years. though, is it? Yeah, two years? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, listen, I just want you to. Work that's, what ma- that's what manly call a winning streak. You've just got to. You've just got to walk, <laughs> Matt. You just got to walk up that set of stairs in there and see yeah. what's up on the wall up the um, stairwell. I can't wait. I tell you what, though, uh, I reckon that'll do us. I reckon that's been a really good. Hey, it's been great to talk mate. to you. Yeah, and I have to go and get dinner ready. You've been yeah. here for five hours, you bloke. Yeah, Sorry. it's been. Yeah, a well, we, trying we, to get a word in. We, mate. We, we, we <laughs> <laughs> Greg said about twenty words the whole thing. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, been, it's been the best ever. Oh, oh it's going to be a highest rating because it's, it's been be. the least amount of Greg. Least amount of Greg. Well, just I just you know. No, the right Greg. A better speaking. Greg. Yeah. Better Let Greg. me ask you about the podcast. It going well. It yeah, is going well. We're having yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, we're having, really having a lot of fun. So yeah. this is like our 38th episode. So oh, Good on you guys. So yeah. we're sort of... We uh, set a target of five. We set a target <laughs> of five at the start and we've yeah. exceeded that monumentally. So so we normally just talk NRL and do our tips. We haven't done tips today. I don't really care. It's all about Origin. No, it's, this is Origin. This we, is normally, origin. we normally have a bet. We normally, you know, mm-hmm. throw we have some a little money bit on. Of fun. Have a, have have a, a little bit of fun, but it's going really well. So we're... Um, 
you know, we're looking for some more more listeners and a bit more exposure, but we're having, mate, it's, it's about two mates getting together and, and just yeah. talking shit. We used and to just do this without a microphone and we yeah. thought, fuck, we might as well record <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> you know. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Gamble, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Right. You win some, you lose more. Yeah. Great That's talking to you guys. Greg thank Ritchie, you. thank you thank so you, much mate. for your time. Thanks. Great Australian, great Queenslander, great manly supporter. Yeah, out they come, the oh, mighty boy. sea eagles. Brookvale bathed in sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on that and note, on that note oh, thank you very much. Thanks, okay. Cheers, boys. Right.